morning to you, Monica. I'm very pleased to have you here this morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. L later, of course, you will say more about everything about yourself. But first time I, I saw your works, your goddesses work and the sacred objects works, it's a beautiful store in Barcelona that calls uh, Gray Street uh, store. And I'm not doing promotion for them, but I just really like this shop. <laughs> and I discovered this shop through my very good friend, Graziella. And this became, of course, the shop became for me like a kind of place to buy the presents and uh, to buy also something for myself. There I saw your works and I, it really got my attention. I, I saw your things and I immediately got an idea that I want to make the podcast with you about this topic because I've been... I've been in the in in this uh, character like a goddess actually from many my my young days uh, because probably because I'm coming also from from the pagan roots from Lithuania where also the the goddesses the gods played very big role there and in this pre in the European tradition and we had many goddesses of the fire of the earth of the forest animals and destiny. And of course, um, we can agree that in the ancient world, long before monotheistic and patriarchal forms of religion worship were established, goddesses played an important role in their respective pantheons. And they represented everything from nature and fertility to power, revenge, beauty, and everything. So I think this is a super beautiful topic we are going to speak today because we're not going to speak only about your work, but we're going to speak also a lot about the meanings and the spirituality of that. So I will let you speak right away. And I wanted to ask you what aspects of your background and interests played a particular role in the development of your goddesses art? Um, I would say my connection with nature, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very important one. And also my opening to spirituality, like, like I have, a, I come from being an illustrator and being atheist to opening to a spirituality and then uh, being uh, very in contact with my intuition and with Mother Earth and uh, all the spirits. And then, um, then I also, all over my life, I've been I've been connected to ancient cultures. So they they really, what you say that you saw in my in my work that called your attention, like I saw this in like in ancient cultures from all over the world. Mm. I, yeah, I saw their artifacts, their objects, or their goddesses, and I. Even even their patterns they draw and they I am really drawn to them like they are very very important. Mm. Your sculptures. Well, I will show also when we gonna stream. I will show the all of the pictures of your of your works because I think they're super beautiful and amazing. Your sculptures have an amazing personality, I think, and the colors. What are your main influences? 
For the colors, I would say it is because I'm from the Mediterranean, like I, I'm from Barcelona, and it's very sunny here all year long. And so it's this brightness colors. I would say it's, uh, well, I want, I want to think it's not just me, but my surroundings and the, the sunlight. And I was thinking about it, like it's also, like a cultures where there is a lot of sunlight, mm -hmm. they have brighter colors. Like, yeah. But it's also, yeah, since I was a kid, I'm very drawn to, to bright colors. And the personality from my goddesses, that's something I think we may talk about it later. But it's not um, something I control. They just, they come through like this. Mm -hmm. when you interesting when you say that uh, of course it depends the colors and the mood depends also from the place you live because if you live in a sunny sunny place you have uh, also colorful things I think that can apply to all kinds of the art as well because I think for the music is the same in more well because I come more from the music if it, it has to do with the art in the music is always like this when when maybe I was living in, in Berlin in a dark place, I was creating more dark music, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, and now in the sun, I want to play actually the happy and the dance music. <laughs> so it's true, it's really true. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I went to Germany in my twenties. I had a boyfriend from Germany. Mm -hmm. And I, I spent uh, some Christmas holidays with him and his family. And then I, it was, cloudy all day like really gray and then it was this depressive feeling like I didn't know what time of the day it was because the light was the same exactly and I, yeah I think I was there for I don't know maybe 10 days and then one day it was sunny but the rest was really gray and cold mm. it was very nice to be inside the house the house was very warm but outside it was freezing we were 13 degrees below and then I I realized at that point why a lot of people from Central Europe they come when they retired they come to live in the south of Spain you know it's like sure it's like and and also I was living in in London for a while mm -hmm. and it's like I need to live somewhere where there is sun that's something exactly. I guess we all need it but because I grown up in Spain I I I need that sound, of that course. sunlight. Of course. Yeah. And I think this is why I was always telling that I think even if I come from the north country, I in my heart I've always been coming from the south because every time I'm in a, I'm here living here, I think like I, I belong here, you know. I think it's my home. <laughs> so let's get back to your to your work. What what materials are you using for your works? I'm using mainly like uh, ceramics at the moment. So mm -hmm. I use high temperature ceramics, like there are two inside ceramics. Well, ceramics is a, is, a, is a world in itself and you will need like several lifetimes to, to learn everything. Yeah. So I'm using um, high temperature clay, stoneware clay, Mm -hmm. which is very strong and it's very good for building sculptures. 
Mm-hmm. And I like using oxides, so it gives like more a natural aspect. But also every now and then I, f- I fell in love with some glaze and then I use it a lot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've also, I've, in the past I, I use, well, I was doing more illustration, so also like watercolor and uh, mm-hmm. computer illustration. Mm-hmm. And also in Australia, I was working with um, ferro cement. So mm-hmm. I make some big sculptures made of ferro cement, so which is very interesting to 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 make big things. So basically, you make a a structure with uh, um, with wire, a wire structure with a mesh. I think it's the name in English. Mm-hmm. Chicken mesh. Mm-hmm. That is this, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then after you work with it with cement, and uh, but and then I I worked with it a little bit when I came back to Spain, but then I was thinking to use something more not so toxic. Uh-huh. I know there are like, like ecological cements, and there are some alternatives. That's something I have in there. I, I haven't been working with that like. It's to work really big. I can imagine. That's something I would like to to do in the future. And also, I would like to have my own land so I can have a a boot boot uh, kiln. You know, like or nice. there are different kinds of kilns that you can make on the earth, like like they used in Africa or. You know, there are a lot of things that, but then I need to have some piece of land the moment I'm living in the city. You just mentioned about that you were working in Australia and with the cement. And in our previous talk with you, we had you explaining this super beautiful, uh, your project you had in, in, in Australia. Can you tell me more a bit about that? Because I think it's yeah. beautiful. Um, it was an exchange. Uh, so I went, I was called to go to the, I was already in Australia. And I was kind of not really traveling. It, this was a, after having been living in New Zealand for mm-hmm. four years. And then my visa ran out. And then I went to Australia just to think about what to do in the meanwhile. And then I, yeah, I was a bit, yeah, a little bit lost, like didn't know what to do. And then I, I, this guy contacted me from the north of Australia that he had this uh, bed and breakfast and he had some land in the rainforest and he was creating sculptures and he was inviting artists to go there and stay there and sculptures for, for his, uh, for his sculpture trail. Mm-hmm. So I learned to use ferro cement with him. And it was very interesting. I mean, it was at the same time, it was very challenging because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Because that year the rainy season came early, earlier. So it was really wet, it was raining all the time. 
but then at the same time I could spend all day making sculptures. So I, I made some some sculptures that are, are still there. And uh, some of them are inside the property, like uh, near the houses. But uh, another one, very big, is in a tree in the rainforest. Beautiful. And uh, I made it with a, like with a fountain. So it, it gets the, the water from the river, goes through the fountain and go back, goes back to the river. And then wow. that one, he told me, he sent me a picture once that the, some really big birds that are there, the cassowary, I don't know mm-hmm. if you know. The, the, mm-hmm. So they, they go to drink there, to the fountain of the goddess. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so for me, that, that's very special. That's something I, I would like to, that, that's one of my dreams, to make sculptures like they are integrated in nature and animals can also get there or they or the sculptures get covered with mass. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And also letting the nature to take it over as well because it's a part of the nature. Yeah, yeah, that's why also why I wanted to work with more ecological materials like cement. Mm. I mean, yeah, there are options now. There were not before, but now there are options. So I would like to explore that. I didn't even know that cement is actually that toxic. Uh, Yeah, I mean, not very natural. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so toxic to work with it as well. Mm. Like it, to exactly. touch it or to to breathe just, it. Just breathe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we were we were mixing it with uh, dishwashing liquid, so that's a trick. Ah. Uh, so it gets not so runny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned that from this guy. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain the principles of your practice to, to the people who is less familiar with your work? Well, what I do, I just start working with, with clay. And even if I have a, um, a goal, like I want to make a goddess or whatever, I'm not really in control. Like uh, something happened that the clay is kind of alive and takes me to where it wants to go. Mm. So, um, yeah, with the years, I realized that's channeling. But at the moment, I didn't know. When it happened, I didn't know I was channeling. Now mm. I know. Mm. And it, it's, it doesn't happen all the time. Like, I need to be calm and relaxed. And also, mm, it works better if I'm by myself. Like, I need to be really inwards. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, it's like a, some, after a while, there is a moment where some presence comes in. And uh, yeah, and sometimes I'm like, hi, hello. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, there's a difference. And it's not, it's not just the, 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 because it is not because of the face, because sometimes it, they have a face and, but that presence is not there. And then I changed some, something happened and suddenly there's somebody there staring at me. 
And then I, yeah, and I, I realizing more and more that that it's something that I cannot control and I need to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like sometime I, there's this time when I wanted to make a, the face of a woman and it kept on changing to the face of a man. And then uh, it, when I realized I was again changing it to be a woman and then I relaxed, it became a man. And then I finally I was like, okay, I give up. And then um, I let that man come in come through and then it was this it looked like a friend of mine and he's um i will maybe tell you the story later like like because it's a very inspiring story he's a, a well-known sculptor that mm-hmm. lives in london john davis he's not living in london anymore but he lives in uk <laughs> and then um i sent it to him because for me it was him and at the same time, I was a bit like, okay, maybe he doesn't think uh, it looks like him. And also he's on a sculpture. So, and I was beginning. So I was like, oh. and then, um, yeah, when he, when he received it, he told me that, that uh, it, it looked, it reminds him of his mom that had wow. passed away. So he was very touched by the, wow. by the sculpture. So, who like, also passed okay. away. It's crazy. Yeah, so it was like uh, it was something special for him. Like sometimes I'm aware I make things. I, I mean, sometimes some sculptures are, are very special and they are just for somebody. Mm. And some, yeah, some people have told me like, wow, it reminds me of yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes it's they remind them. Of somebody who passed away mm. or they really they are really really attracted to one particular sculpture yeah what kind of different uh, objects are you creating for your for your collection which we spoke already about goddesses what kind of another objects do you have do you make yeah, I also make like this this part with uh, I make goddesses and uh, pendants with goddesses or pocket goddess like little ones. Wow, cute! I I tend, I tend to make uh, little things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, "Can you make it bigger?" It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, it's like okay, I, I like it small. And then I also make uh, objects for ritual like. Um, Copal burners, mm-hmm. you know, to, or incense burners, or smudge balls. Uh, candle. I'm making for a while now. I'm making candle holders mm-hmm. with a with a little goddess sitting. And this was from um, yeah, I didn't tell you like for many years now since I opened to spirituality. I I've been also learning about uh, healing and. Mm-hmm and all the techniques and i i'm psychic and then um i have this friend that uh, she does amazing healing workshops mm-hmm. and uh in one of her workshops i i attend to her workshops and then uh, in one of her workshops uh my guides told me to make an object to remember something special from the workshop mm-hmm. And in that in that workshop, we had been to in a meditation. We were in the center of the earth, and it was this amazing energy. 
really like feeling really mother earth from inside and really really nurturing and then i to came up with this well i made i made this um, candle holder with a little goddess sitting mm-hmm. so which for me represents what i was feeling at that at that time and then yeah and then after i've been making more i also like to to make little temples, little shrines. Oh, I like them so much. Yeah, it's easier to work bigger. Exactly, because more smaller, more you have to be also precise yeah. and more. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's so it's heavy and mm. yeah, it's same with like I don't I don't like working with uh, with electrical tools. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything choose, by hand, no. Yeah. Yeah, like there are when I when I decided I wanted to make a sculpture, when I it was more that I fall in love mm-hmm. with a sculpture and I felt I wanted to, to make a sculptures. And I didn't know really what what kind of technique. But then I, I realized I didn't want to like a stone was appealing to me, but then it's like no, that's mechanical and electrical. Mm-hmm. Also with wood as well, it's with knives and it's a bit dangerous and then clay mm. it's uh, very organical very soft and you don't need to force it it's more yeah it's something more gentle indeed mm. how do you think is there enough spirituality in nowadays mainstream art mm, i would say no not in mainstream art but uh, i mean yeah, but it, it anyway, like art has a, a special function anyway in mainstream mm. in mainstream society. Like a, before, I was open to a spirituality. I was art was important for me, mm. and maybe like with the years, I've been changing my my taste. And now I may not be so interested just in art <clears throat> as it is. Like I'm more interested in spiritual art and. But spiritual art, for me, as I told you before, it could be like any object from indigenous cultures or ancient cultures, like exactly. something that it's made with meaning, mm. with meaning, yeah, with a spiritual meaning. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think it's at the end, like, like uh, in the beginning, when I made my sculptures, the first ones I made, People that were open to spirituality, they were drawn to them and they find them very special and interesting. Mm-hmm. But people who were not open spirituality, spiritually, they found them scary. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because there was something there that they couldn't classify. I... You know? mm-hmm. They could feel something that uh, something weird because they were not open. So... They could still perceive that there was something there, mm-hmm. but they were like, oh, I don't know what it is. So, yeah, so I guess, yeah, I guess that when one is ready, one can start to see, to perceive these things exactly. that maybe are there. Yeah. But then at the same time, I wouldn't dismiss art that is not a spiritual because it's a still 
having a function and beauty it's something that we need in our lives and uh and art gives us inspiration even dark art or more expressive or more mm. it's also it reflects our emotions or but it's it's i think it's very important art doesn't matter what kind and there are always trends and it's like um let's say like there are people that make angels it doesn't you could say oh that's a spiritual art maybe yes maybe not it also depends from where are they making angels or yeah, yeah. so or even goddesses you know like that now like goddesses is becoming a trend totally lately. yeah and also it's like um yeah but you can see some illustrations or sculptures or whatever they transmit something they there is something that gets to you or not even if it is a goddess and i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna just say something please i really i really don't like when because it's also a trend now mm-hmm. and i don't like it and it's like uh you know like from from ancient greek sculptures from all the civilizations mm-hmm. when they found them they are broken and they don't have head or they don't have you know the ancient sculptures mm-hmm. that are in the museums mm-hmm. like the binu mm-hmm. they don't have they are just a piece of the body exactly but that's because they found it like this not because mm-hmm. the artists made it like this yeah and i i mean the ones that are in the museums are okay because that's the way they found them but i don't like i see like a lot of people make these venuses mm-hmm. without arms without head without legs of course and then uh, they it is uh, now a bit of a trend now like i see there are candles there are, you know and then it's like for me i don't know i get a bit upset it's like that's that's uh not okay i mean <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know how to express it but it's like um even we, women that make these sculptures like this it's mm. like i don't like being the body of a woman without a head for me it's very exactly. important exactly. that there is a head but also what it means you know it's like just uh i don't know the word in english in spanish it would be cosificar it's more like like it's just the body but i don't know it's like putting a lot of um, the focus on the body you know the mm-hmm. breast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it's like i don't know there's something there that that really that doesn't resonate with me like yeah like they are like in ancient greece or other cultures they were not worshiping these goddesses mm-hmm. they were whole goddesses with their face with their arms with their legs yeah so that's my point yeah yeah of course yeah. because then of course they find they find the pieces what is destroyed and then they just like making it as an object <laughs> and that object but this um yeah yeah and then I, Mm. yeah and then to say that that's a goddess is like no that's a broken goddess that somebody's broken a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> it's true 
<laughs> let's call things in the with the real world <laughs> yes. yeah and then also like yeah about the spiritual art here like um like uh that that's my story with john davis that the Please. sculpture yeah that um it was this moment in my life where, where i was just opening from opening to spirituality there were a lot of things happening at the same time mm -hmm. but then i saw this book from uh, john davis it was uh, he's an sculpture and he's now in his 70s and then just by looking at this book i realized i was wrong in my life what was what i was doing was wrong mm -hmm. like i was about to i was an illustrator and i felt i needed a change and i was going to move to a studio with graphic designers mm -hmm. and i was going to pay a lot of rent for the studio more than for my house and then um but it was all like i needed i felt i needed to change and I thought it was, I made this change from my mind, like, okay, I moved to with graphic designers and then that's that's a change. Mm -hmm. And then I looking at, at uh, John Davis' work and at his sculptures, who he's also channeling, but he's not aware at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, but he's channeling, so there's something in his sculptures. And this, this made me realize there was some true truth in his work that made me realize that what I was doing was not the right path. I was not taking the right path. Mm -hmm. So it moved me. It moved me deeply. I began to make sculptures just by seeing his work, and then, and then also from there I was like, okay, uh, I don't need to move with graphic designers. I cannot if I'm making sculptures. Everything gets very dirty. Mm -hmm. Work with graphic designers. Okay, where I want to work, or or where it doesn't need mm -hmm. to be, you know, because then it was ah oh, in the countryside, and then it was like okay Catalonia, okay why, and then I just let my my mind go free, mm -hmm. and then I decided I wanted to move to another country. It was something I wanted since I was very young. And then I, yeah, and then I following my intuition and yeah, I realized it was Australia. It's not that I decided to go there, like, like they took me there. And then before going to Australia, I, I thought, okay, is there something I want to do in Europe before going there? Because I, I thought I was going to live there forever. Mm -hmm. in australia it didn't happen no <laughs> it didn't happen at the end it was five years between australia and new zealand but then i decided to contact john davis and and i wanted to visit his studio and ask him about his sculptures because they look like alive mm -hmm. also also before that there was an exhibition he had in valencia at that time so i went to visit it and I could feel that from Jesus cultures that some of them were alive and they were looking at me and they had such a presence. Also, he makes big ones. So mm -hmm. it was very interesting. So anyway, he was very kind and he said, yes, I could go to visit him. Wow. So I went to visit him to his studio 
in London. And then I realized that I remember that that feeling at the time. At the time, that movie, The Secret, was not didn't exist. I'm talking about 2005. And then I realized just before going to his studio, I thought this is happening because I believe it could happen. Of course. You know, and then mm. I guess because yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know in Lithuania, but in Spain, it's really like we sometimes somebody said, oh, I want to do this. And everybody else says, no, you can't. Of course. It's impossible. It's yeah. not going to yeah. work. Yeah, of course. You know? mm. And with this, I I didn't tell too many. I didn't tell many people. But then it, yeah, I realized it. I made it happen. I mean, the universe uh, helped me. <laughs> But but it starts from myself that desire, and then I, yeah, it was amazing to to go to his studio and, and look at his sculptures, and then I was very very lucky. I was really relaxed. Like what I wanted was to to meet him and ask him that question, and then because I was very relaxed, then all the day was really magic. Like he. He told me I could go to the British Museum if I had time. And I was like, oh, that's... And he told me, yeah, check the Egyptian sculptures. Mm -hmm. They're amazing, little ones. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And then at the end, he came with me. So he showed me his favorite wow. sculptures. Wow. You know, it was amazing. Yeah. And then after... Yeah, after we were... We kept in contact. And then uh, we kept in touch. He he was going to give me one of his sculptures. Like I gave him one and he wanted to give me one. Mm -hmm. But then he said, oh, no, you are traveling. Okay, when you are in Australia, I will send you one for you, a little one for traveling. And he did. So, yeah. And then after we became friends and we are still in contact. And I, I visit him again. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, the, and the, the interesting thing as well is that when he was very young, he went to visit Magritte. He asked uh, the, paint, the painter Magritte if he could visit. And, uh, and he, I think he had this, also this, uh, I can't remember the word in English. He had some spiritual thing going there. Mm -hmm. He asked Magritte, there was something from Magritte art that was moving him, but then Magritte didn't, didn't really answer him. But I think that that allows him also to be open to receive me, that exactly. when he was young, an artist had received him. He had yeah. a similar experience. Yeah. And then what I said, he's, he's uh, like John Davis, he's... He's a very kind person, very nice. Like I know he's in my my soul group, so we have a, a very strong connection. He's a lovely person, but then he's not. So he's like a, a good person, but he's not uh, into a spirituality as we could be. Like we are exploring, and mm. yeah, he's more like he's still doing his things, and he's been. Yeah, he's 
he's exploring it in his own way and he had the connection so he's bringing things mm. through his work but then he's not so aware of everything well and obviously his objects are bringing some as well some spirituality and clearness to, yeah. another, to other people like for yeah and he, yeah he also he mentions that he's very shy and uh, his work has allowed him to people to come closer to him of course yeah yeah and also he was in the 70s he was very well known when he was young he became very very well known but then he went to india and and he started working with clay and not so he was doing a uh, realistic sculpture mm -hmm. and he started doing something more not so realistic more like still figurative but not realistic and then somebody told him like not to do that not to change mm -hmm. like if he changed he was not going to be famous anymore and mm -hmm. he was uh, I'm, I'm done with that and want to do something I feel like doing this and then uh yeah it happened he's well known but i mean people that study sculpture they know who he is but he's not mainstream well known mm. yeah beautiful story yeah. thank you and it's Sorry, also I made, it, I made it a bit long maybe it's no no it's very good because it's also it's also shows that exactly that the the art itself well because we were speaking about the spirituality and so on the art itself the most important that in any kind of way if it's touching the person or if it's give any kind of message clearance or whatever it's as you say also as you say that some people who maybe was watching your art that was not related spiritually they were getting afraid maybe of them because they were looking scary for them but it's also another way how it's affecting the people so the most important is like that yeah. any kind of way that would affect it or would make people think yeah 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 and in fact like like john davis works made me start making a sculpture yeah. exactly influences yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, they, they really move me yeah even he was not aware of that strength that comes from mm. he was just expressing himself and mm. that's yeah but then it, they came through mm. um we were also speaking before about the healing about your practices also of healing do you mm -hmm. think that art and other forms of expression serve as modes of healing and in what sense and why is art necessary for the healing process yeah i would say yeah it is healing it is to make art is healing but also to have art around like like um when when I was traveling in Australia, New Zealand, before I settled, mm -hmm. I was renting rooms. I didn't have only have my clothes and my computer and my tools for sculpture. But then I 
I would get postcards and put them like art postcards and put them in my wall. And that's something I keep on doing, you know, wherever I go, I have my, some of them are the same, some of them change, but it's, um, yeah, it, it like art can make a place a home. Mm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I don't know, it's like, like, like I've been, I've had people telling me from when I was very young that they related to my art and they, you know, I was not doing a spiritual art at all, mm -hmm. but they, they were already, well, I guess it was coming through anyway. Something was coming through. Mm. Since I was very little, people have liked my art. That's something, whatever I do, that's something I, uh, it's natural. Like I'm not, um, I, I'm, I'm used to it. It's not like I say, wow, everybody likes my art. Or, or wow, they don't. It's, mm. It's something natural. Whatever I do, they like. Not everybody, of course, but there's some people that that get attracted to it. And so I, I'm used to people saying to me that they there's something I don't know. There's something that touches them. So that's yeah. It makes I guess it makes your life better to have art. I, I couldn't I couldn't be without without art around you know like yeah yeah even this um you know like if you sit, go to a like uh or a hotel or a airbnb or whatever or that it's so important that there's some art yeah but there was it's cold it's not a home it's hmm it's true because it's as you mentioned now before about the bringing even the postcards with you i think i will take this idea when i'm traveling no matter where i go just put something close to you yeah it's super nice yeah and sometimes I didn't it's think just, about that yeah sometimes it's just colors or you know like i've been keeping it doesn't need to be figurative it can be abstract it's mm. but there's something there like i yeah like uh, i admire art because it there's something very subtle very gentle it can be something not not always but it can be something very gentle in art like gets you and you know i guess it's for our it's it's food for our soul totally after all the creative and meditative energy you put into your work what is your message i would say i'm not really controlling what comes through <laughs> so it's their message and the message i think it's just what it shows through some of my sculptures is some is the unseen what it's really there mm. you know to to get out of our head like we are a lot in our minds like uh, but then this brings something something real something more in connection with the earth i realized as well that that most most of my sculptures bring a, an earthy connection mm -hmm. like nature and earth so mm -hmm. like and nowadays we are more in our heads and with computers and cell phones and yeah 
and virtual reality. Gives a grounding, this, no? Yeah, it's a, yeah, I would say that it's, it's grounding energy. Yeah, my it's it's not my message. It's what it comes through or my essence. What it comes through. True, and the yeah, grounding I mean, we need nowadays so much. Yeah. Yeah, we are more and more in our in our minds. Mm. Yeah. In our own worlds. Yeah. yeah, I was I was uh, I was thinking before as well, like um for me a spiritual art it it brings me saying that when I'm in nature in that feeling when you are in nature and there's some like a big mountain or something mm -hmm. that that impacts you. Like uh, I was remembering in like being in Uluru in the center of Australia. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, the, the big rock. That's amazing being there. It's stunning. And it's not just because it's big. That's something. It, there's some aliveness in nature, even in rocks and in mountains that, that makes us feel humble. Of course, yeah. And I think that some spiritual art can bring us to us that reminder that's to put everything in, in its place. True, and of course, always the nature being the biggest influence for all of the artists, no? This is where the whole spirituality can come. Yeah. From the Mother Earth. Yeah. I know you are also organizing the workshops in Barcelona because you were telling me in our previous talk. Tell me, yeah. because I know it's a very beautiful process, tell me about the process and what sort of feedback you are getting from the people that take your workshops. Okay. Yeah, I do. I run uh, goddess workshops and uh, ritual sacred objects workshops. And then what I do, I started with the goddess ones. I asked my guides for a meditation mm -hmm. to do in the workshop. And they took me to a place where there are goddesses. So what I do, I, I start with a guided meditation and I take people there. Mm -hmm. I guide them in the astral. So we go there to a place where there are goddesses. And it's a really nice place. And then or also if they want to make a separate object we go somewhere else that they can find their object and then after they i help them also to build them yeah more like with the technique uh, so they are they are manifesting what what they have seen in the astral they after they make it with the with the clay and then we paint it and and then they go to the kiln. Now the, I'm gonna be making some workshops in retreats, in women's retreats. Mm -hmm. So then we will we will use another clay that doesn't need firing mm -hmm. because otherwise it makes it complicated. But when I do it in my workshop, it's uh, ceramics. And so then I guide them also because the pieces to, before going to the kiln, they need to be, they need to be empty so they don't explode in the kiln. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But then, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, 
for me it's very inspiring to see their works and and to hear what they have seen in the meditation mm -hmm. like uh, this last saturday we had um like i also do like private groups so like every now and then i have an open workshop and everybody can come Mm -hmm. or if they are a group they can come together mm -hmm. like let's say with your friends or if, if you are in a women's circle mm -hmm. or whatever and then uh, last saturday it was this group they were hmm, they were for for women that they are friends and they met through spirituality and they came with uh, some of them came with their daughters with oh, our now teenagers so it was really nice and also in the meditation Hmm. the goddess gave them a, a gift this was new this didn't happen before so it was very 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 nice very interesting and also and then after they make these amazing goddesses even they some of them have never worked with clay and then mm -hmm. they made these nice goddesses and then and i was thinking um in the first workshops that I made when I was not doing the meditation, it was more from the mind. So they were more like maybe copying my goddesses or, mm -hmm. yeah, they were, it, and it was more difficult for them to make the goddesses. And now that we stuck with the meditation, it, it really flows. And they are, they are, yeah, that they are very, you know, they are very happy. It's not only that you just come and make a goddess, it's because of the process and how especially that goddess or sacred object for them. And it reminds them of that connection they had in the astral. Yeah, also I, because I've been, when I came back from Australia and New Zealand, I was more into healing. Mm -hmm. So I was coming back to Spain, I was, doing a lot of healing and not so much art and then so i've been like for time to time it's like okay now i'm more into art now i'm more into healing and then with these workshops i feel like i'm really uniting the the two paths exactly yeah like i feel i feel fulfilled with these workshops i feel it's something that that uh that nourish me to make them Beautiful. And of course, the people are bringing very strong energy home, no? Yeah, 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 to their altars. And yeah. And also, if they take good care of, if they don't drop the goddess, it can last thousands of years, you know, like ceramic is forever, <laughs> not forever, but thousands of years. And they can pass to generations and then the next generation yeah no? yeah yeah like there's something also very very magical with ceramics because because it's also the fourth element the four elements mm -hmm. like, like we use the the earth the water water mm -hmm. the air to dry and then the fire in the kiln true i didn't think about that true yeah and then in the goddess worship we also put the spirit there so the, the five elements you should come once. now i definitely want to come because uh, <laughs> when we spoke already the previous time 
uh, as both uh, I got totally convinced yeah, yeah. and lately I saw your another workshop with uh, with another artist and I thought this is, would be amazing also to do it definitely I, I want to make my own goddess as well <laughs> yeah yeah I'm uh, I'm collaborating with a with a therapist from Badalona mm -hmm. and we are also making we are offering this workshop with the conscious movement and, mm -hmm. and goddesses so it's uh so the theme is the goddess and then in the first part we do some conscious movement mm -hmm. and then and the second part we make the, the meditation and the goddess oh it's nice because it's also you you relax the body you you get into you also get in a special state of mind yeah yeah so we have one plan for the 14th of may in Badalona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will see how it goes. Like I'm aware at the moment there are a lot of um, offers, so there are a lot of workshops and things going on in, in Barcelona, especially. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, like I know, like some people want to come to my workshops and and it's, they are always like, oh no, that day I have this, I have that, I have that workshop. So it's well, but when the time is right, exactly, exactly. If it's meant to happen for the people, they will find also the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finding it's it's more easy. Like they come as this group I had on Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's easier, maybe. It's easier for me that they get together and they say, we come the day. So I don't need to make it happen. It's more like they arrange it and then we see when. How yeah. many How many people minimum you should have? the group uh four people okay. it's from four to seven yeah in yeah to do it like in in the studio in my studio it's like seven people it's okay more it would be too much mm. but also for me to to be able to to help them and see what they are doing what they need i'm not sure more than seven people maybe eight but more more than that i may need I mean, it, uh, somebody to help me, especially if it goes to the kiln, mm -hmm. so we don't have an accident afterwards. Okay, of course. And how long are the workshops? They are uh, three hours, three, three and a quarter. Mm -hmm. How would you like to develop your ceramic art in the future? Or what would be your dream project coming next? Uh, my dream project would be to have my to have sculptures in nature like like these ones I told you in Australia. Mm -hmm. I would like to have my own like these ones in Australia in the rainforest. It's very dark. The rainforest is very dark. So I I imagine them more like in a sunny spot mm -hmm. and with water and yeah. I I would like to make like big sculptures in nature that's that's one of the and then the other project I, I would like to do is to run my workshops in nature like uh like for instance with sacred objects i was running this uh, sacred object workshop to make a copal burner a smudge ball mm -hmm. and then and this was like uh, four hours and a half i think or four hours but then i realized I did a couple of workshops, but then I realized something was quite not right. Like, because 
we need more time for the clay. It's more difficult than a goddess mm -hmm. because it needs to, it's functional. So it needs to stand. It's not to wait too much. And then I realized I needed more time. And then I have this plan to do it sometime. So do a, a long, long workshop. So we have lunch together. We share, we know each other. Because also most people that come to my workshops, they are they are spiritual and they have things in common and they relate to each other. Of course. So I yeah, I would like to, to make it in nature and yeah. It's That's my, something more even magic. Yeah, like I, I really would like to live in the in the countryside and to have my space and have my workshop there work and to bring people and the sculptures that's my my dream and let's send this dream to the universe yes <laughs> so it's gonna happen <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. and i have now the last three questions that i'm always asking to all of the guests of this podcast because we all like to know all of these small details about the people Okay. What what does your morning routine look like? My ideal morning routine is uh, I wake up and then I do some Buddhist practice or spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Or I if I have a lot of time, then I like to do some reading, like a spiritual reading. And then I have a shower and then I have a healthy breakfast. Okay, usually I get like uh, oats and nuts and yeah, like my special porridge that I like with food mm -hmm. that I make myself. That's my ideal one. But sometimes if I need to go some, well, and then I go to the studio. But then if, uh, yeah, if, I, if I'm in a hurry, then I may skip the practice. Yes, have a shower and go. Is there any important book that has helped you improve over the years? I was thinking about this question and there are lots of books, but there is one that I'm, I've been reading for the last years, that I, maybe a couple of years, that I think it's uh, very special. So I, I would like to share this one. Please. It is a book, it is a book about the abundance mm -hmm. and it is called uh the name it's a bit uh, i don't know the name don't judge the book by the name the the name is love money money loves you mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and it is a channel book mm -hmm. it is a channel book and it talks about the beings that are behind money and behind abundance wow and how it is from Sarah McCram. And it is about how they are trying to help us and we are not being, don't let them help us. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it's about what's your dream and how to make it happen and allow, allow yourself to dream big and allow yourself to receive and to give and very, 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 very inspiring. And also, um, when I read this book, when I got it, 
I thought, oh, especially in a friend of mine that she doesn't speak English. And I thought, oh, I wish this book would be in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Because I really wanted her to have this book. Mm-hmm. And then and then another friend, that the one that does um, the healing workshops, she has a friend in Madrid who is an, an editor, a publisher. And she talked to him about the book. And then he was like, oh, he published spiritual books. Mm-hmm. And she talked with him about the book and he got the, the rights to translate it to Spanish. And, and amazingly, we end up, my friend and I, that my, my friend from the healing workshops and I, end up uh, doing the, the, um, the cover of the book. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have, I have already given it to my friend that inspired me that I wanted her to have it. So she's already reading it in Spanish. So it's, uh, yeah. And also I, I'm going to show you that because I have it here. If you Please, don't mind, I'm going to, after our, our recording, I will, I will order it straight away. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a cover. Mm-hmm. And we did a, a, we did a guided meditation that my friend did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we connected with these beings and we get inspiration for the cover. So it was like, uh, yeah, like everything, it's been really nice and really flowing and yeah, I'm very, very happy. And that's, um, yeah, so that's a book. I'm, I'm reading it now in Spanish and we are with some friends, we are going through it slowly. So it's one of these books that you need to, to study and yeah and practice and yeah. so it's not it is like in Spanish we we translate the we change the name because the name in English sounds better than in Spanish nobody would buy the book with with the title because yeah we're a bit like with money like yeah. a lot of yeah things there mm. so we we change it to the abundance uh, share his secrets mm-hmm because it's uh, it's what's going on. It's it. I mean, at the end, it talks about money because it's what we are using most. Exactly. But it's not necessarily. It's the abundance and the exchange. Yeah. Oh, I I'm, I'm gonna order it right away. <laughs> sure. I'm already hooked up. I recommend the, the whole you. Really, idea. Yeah, really recommend <laughs> it. Yeah, really. Yeah. And tell us, what are you currently most passionate about? Well, I'm, I'm passionate about the Iberian culture, which is the, the, the indigenous people that were in the Mediterranean, in Spain, but in the Mediterranean side of Spain, like before the Romans came. Mm-hmm. And it is a very unknown culture, like... A, there is still a lot of things they don't know. Like they, the language they use, they know the sound of the letters, but they don't know, they don't know how to read the, yeah. So it's, there's a lot of things that they don't know yet. And it's just, yes, that like I'm, I live in Madalona mm-hmm. and uh, from my window, I see one of the, there is a hill and it, it was one of the settlements, like the, the, a little village mm-hmm. from that time ah. you know so they are yeah like in uh, they are all over the in the coast in catalonia mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. The coast, there are all the all the hills near the coast. Mm -hmm. the, in every almost in every hill there was one settlement. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know. yeah. So it's really I mean it's something from here, it's an indigenous culture from here that we don't know much. It's been like mm -hmm. a bit neglected and forgotten. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm connecting with it like a also spiritually, in a spiritual way. So um, it's really, like I realized, it's also very connected to the ancient cultures from the Mediterranean, so from the same time, from, yeah. And like, I'm aware, like sometimes I see like old ceramics from that time, uh -huh. and there are patterns that they use that I already use them before seeing them, you know? It's like, wow, so the connection is there. Or like in the south of Spain, in some places, they found like thousands of uh, little goddesses statues, like, mm. like figurine. Mm. You know, like, yeah, like I'm going next month, I'm going to Madrid and uh, with a friend, just a couple of days or three days, holiday. And I'm going to visit the archaeological museum mm -hmm. in Madrid. They have a lot of the collection there. Yeah. So but now I'm like, okay, now we can travel again. I want to visit all the museums <laughs> and all the sacred places that are in Spain, that there are a lot of them. So I'm also, like like I told you, I make copal burners. Mm -hmm. They were, apparently it's like they are from South America that they use mm -hmm. them. But uh, we use them here as well. It's with another name, but in all the cultures they were they were burning herbs and exactly. incense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm connecting with all this. That, that's my passion right now. It's funny. I want that, to know more. It's funny that you mentioned about that when you, when you see sometimes the ancient art, then you're also realizing that this is that what you've you done yourself without even seeing that. Because I, I have the, these examples also from the friends, artists, uh, from the music that they very often, mm -hmm. they also say like, oh, when they listen some some pieces of the, of the music of some maybe bigger artists or like from the later years, and they were say, they're very often also mentioning saying, oh, I've done this or I've done something very similar without even knowing that this exists. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's like interesting that it means connection is yeah. always, always, always there. Yeah. Did, did you know, like, it reminded me, like, in Australia, I was very lucky to meet a woman that was running some workshops, workshops to connect with the spirits of the land. Mm -hmm. And then uh, depending on the abilities of each person, like, I, my ability at that time was small feeling, so I would be feeling. Mm -hmm. But then some people would, would be listening to the songs. So that they were songs already on, mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the song lines, have you heard mm -hmm. in Australia? Mm -hmm. The song lines, it's this, there are, it's like people that are, that are open spiritually uh, can listen to the songs that the, they are still there. And that these songs guide you to wherever you need to go. So yeah, it's all there. We just need to listen. We just need to listen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Monica, looks like we we came to to the the end of our podcast. Yes. The, I don't know how did that happen, but everything went so fast. <laughs> For me, it feels like we just started. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to thank you so much for for being here, for opening yourself, your, your life, your spiritual experiences, your explaining a lot about your art, because uh, it's a big pleasure for me and everyone, I'm sure, to listen to you. Thank you for inviting me, really. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a very big pleasure for me to have you as a guest. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah. Yeah, like if... Uh, if some of this can inspire someone, that's for me, that's already uh, a gift. Exactly. This is the, the idea of this uh, podcast. And for people who, who, wants, uh, who wants to, do, to join or your workshops or who wants to buy your work, can you please tell them where they can find you? Yeah, uh, I have, a, well, they can find me in Instagram. Mm -hmm. like Monica Moreno Art I will put all of the links in the okay. description mm -hmm. uh, I have an Etsy shop which is also Monica Moreno Art mm -hmm. uh, also yeah like if I if they are I, I also do, do commissions like if someone goes to the Etsy shop but doesn't find anything like I, I can do commissions mm -hmm. and I also I have a website which is at the moment I'm changing it but still you can see the workshops there in the website or in Instagram yeah and the website is monicamorenoart.com yeah so I'm more active in the Insta in Instagram mm. and I'm planning to have a really nice website which will happen soon I hope yeah of course, it will happen because you already created the this in your in your mind. Yeah, I mean, I I have the website, but it's uh, it's going to change. Uh, thank you again so much, and I'm definitely coming to one of your workshops anytime soon. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> And to everyone who was watching this podcast, I'm sure you enjoyed the same as I as I enjoyed this uh, talk with Monica. And uh, yes, if you wanna hear more about spiritual body movement, breath, um, all the nutrition and all these related topics check all other episodes on my youtube channel um, that i'm always speaking with highly influential people that that they also willing to inspire others and yes thank you for watching us and see you next time <laughs>